And welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast asking you to support the arts, and by arts, I mean me. Today is June 6th, equal to Gemini 17th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. June 6th. 1985 is the date the grave of Wolfgang Gerhard is opened in Embu, Brazil. The exhumed remains are later proven to be those of Joseph Mengele, Auschwitz's angel of death. Mengele is thought to have drowned while swimming in February of 1979. In the magical wonderland of Fabella, our mermaid began educating children on the LGBT community. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Gemini 17th, 5985, FY, Fabella year, equal to June 6th, 1985, AD, Earth year. On Gemini 17th, 5985, mermaid Sierra Orabel began touring schools to educate children on the LGBT community in Fabella. She used her own past as an example in her talks, as a way to spread awareness about the importance of being true to yourself and to navigate a healthy plan to come out of the closet. Sierra grew up in the mermaid city of Kabbalah, raised by Diana and Irving Marianas. When she was 13, she came out as a lesbian to her very strict and traditional parents. They went through an adjusting period and decided to work things out, and Sierra's mother, Diana, insisted on sending Sierra to a boarding school to cure her. Sierra's brother and sister never visited her or talked to her after she came out of the closet. She tried to reach out because she missed them deeply, but they turned her down. Telling her that she was not part of their family, Diana kept visiting her daughter at the school about once a month, but those visits were slowly reduced. Six months passed and contact with her family ceased altogether. Now 14, Sierra decided to seek out her biological father. She had been the product of an affair her mother had years ago. Diana refused to give any information forcing Sierra to perform her own investigation. Sierra's biological father turned out to be a former boss of Diana's named Osharas Orabel. He was the son of the owner of Ace Show Mechanics, and Diana was his assistant. 
Sierra surprised Orsharas on his doorstep. She told him who her mother was and said that she might be his daughter. Osharas admitted that he always knew about Sierra, but kept his distance out of respect to Diana. He took her in and introduced her to his wife. On dying, they accepted Sierra immediately and treated her like a member of the family. Because this new family was so new to her, Sierra went back to pretending to be straight around them. She'd lost her last family because she came out and didn't want to lose the second family as well. Over the next few years, Sierra became closer to the Orabels. Osharis and Undyne always wanted to be around. Her half-brothers just grew up to know her as their big sister. So to them, she was just the big sister. Undyne was wonderful. Early on, Undyne sat Sierra down and told her that she was her husband's daughter. That meant that she would love Sierra like her own child and promised her to never treat her differently than her own sons. And Undyne kept her promise. They took Sierra with them on their vacations. They even gave her a room at their house with a set of keys and told the teenage mermaid that she was always welcome to live there if she wanted. Though she had known her second family for years, Sierra still hadn't come out to them. She turned the offer to live with the Aurabels down because she was afraid that they might find out that she was a lesbian if she lived with them. The Aurabels, not at all, put off about her decision not to live with them, threw Sierra a party for her 18th birthday. Sierra waited all day for Diana to contact her over a magic mirror, but no call ever came. Undyne found Sierra crying. Sierra came out to her that night. The pair talked for a long time. Undyne never once behaved irrationally with the news. Sierra ended up falling asleep in her arms. When Sierra awoke, she was still there, awake and holding her in her arms. At that time, Sierra asked permission to call Undyne her mother. Undyne was surprised. Then the tears came. Then she said she wanted nothing more in her life. So they cried a little with each other. But Undyne warned that Osharis might not be as accepting about Sierra's sexuality. The duty of telling her biological father would be left up to Sierra to make. But Undyne promised Osharis's reaction would not change her stance on the issue. Sierra realized she was betraying herself by carrying on the act that she was straight with some members of her family, but not all of them. If she was truly going to be out of the closet, she had to be out to everyone. So Sierra met with Osharis and told him the truth. Osharis admitted that he didn't know much about the gay lifestyle or community. He'd always been against the idea because he was told by people loving someone of the same sex was sinful and impure. He'd never known anyone who was gay. Sierra volunteered to educate him. So that's the tale of how Sierra started to spread awareness about the LGBT community in Fabella. What started with her father continued to her neighborhood, city, nation, and the world. She was awarded the $59.99 Bastet Prize for Prosperity and recognized for guiding millions of people out of the shadows and into the light. That's going to do it for us today. 
Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley, with music by Garrett Ferris and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon, in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.